23. Psalms 23. Would you go there this morning? The book of Psalms, chapter 23. This is the famous psalm that is read on many a different occasion. And when I came across this in my study in the book of Psalms, and I was kind of looking for something in the nature of David throughout the book of Psalms, I was studying David's life, his beginning, his midlife, the reign, and then the end of his life. And I was comparing and trying to find throughout the book of Psalms where it fit with him. When I came across the text and the Lord said, I want you to preach on this text, I was like, Lord, one, that is such a famous text that as soon as you announce where we're going in the word, sometimes people just reach up and turn it off. But this is very much where we need to be this morning. I want you to notice what it says, the Lord is, can we say the next two words, please? My shepherd. That's amazing. Let's say that again. The Lord is what? My shepherd. This is a relationship that we are to share with the Lord. This is not a relationship the Lord will force upon you. This is a relationship that we choose to share with the Lord. Everybody knows that your father is a very complex individual. Sometimes your father is an ATM. Sometimes your father is a default to a no from your mother. Sometimes it is like mama said no, so I'm going to go around the back door and go to dad. Can I? And everybody knows that dad is going to go, yeah, you can. And then the wife's going to go, I just, I just told them no. And then the dad's caught between this sleeping on the couch or my children taking care of me when I'm old. Because you don't understand this about fathers. Our minds run in this realm that it's like the look from my wife. So do I have temper or will this scar my child? Because now I have to look at him and go. I just finally have come to this this understanding when Jordan was little. Son, get used to it because you'll be overridden by your wife a hundred times. You can't have it. The Lord is my shepherd. So if this morning you have no guidance, it probably is because you're not plugging into this part of God. If there is no clarity, if there is no peace, if there is no no brightness in your life, God comes to us and says that the Lord is my shepherd. Now, when you talk about this text It is amazing to me that if I were to ask you to gather around the mic and if I were to take the mic and pass it around, you probably in the last 30 to 60 days could tell me something that brought about anxiety, that brought about something that you were just like, I can't see past this point. I don't know what I'm going to do. And it is amazing, even myself included, it is amazing how sometimes families wander in indecision or all of a sudden I, I don't know what the right thing to do is and, 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 and we're really struggling with this over here. When the Lord says, I want to be your shepherd. You see, you don't have to live life alone. You don't have to do this alone. But a lot of children are self-sufficient when they have a father that is ready to guide them and let me be 
your shepherd. Listen, the day you trusted him, guess what? He is right there available and you don't have to do this alone. You don't have to wonder what the next step is. You don't have to live in fear of what we're going to do next. I don't know what's going to happen next and I just feel like I need to da-da-da-da-da. Put down the pen. Put down the paper. Let your shepherd do his job. The Lord is my shepherd. Young people, you're sitting here probably thinking to yourself, isn't this like one of those psalms that's always on a picture on the wall? Isn't this like one of those that's in the book, bookmark? Isn't this an old person psalm? I have to confess, my grandmother uh, had this psalm on a plaque uh, one of the things in our house, and it had Psalms 23 on it. So I always thought, this is an old geezer psalm. This is, this is what the old people go to. So you can tell you're old if all of a sudden it's like, Psalms 23 is my favorite psalm. Then it's like, mm, then you must be old. And by the way, old is anybody 53 or above uh, because I'm 52. Amen. But young people, listen to this. The longer you live and the more you go through, the more you're going to take much comfort in this psalm. This morning, my only goal is this, is to introduce you to the nature of God, and that is this. He wants to be your shepherd. Did you hear that? You don't have to do this alone. You don't have to have a think tank. You don't have to... Search the internet. You don't have to wander outside the bounds. Please listen. Outside the bounds of the endless God that lives on the inside. Do you realize who is living on the inside of you? An eternal, all-knowing God. And I'm afraid that we don't spend, again, myself included, we don't spend enough time alone with the shepherd that lives on the inside of us. And if you're sitting here and you say, well, I feel like I need to make a decision on that, and I feel like I need to make a decision on that, and I feel like I need to make a decision on that, let the shepherd guide you. Let the shepherd go before you. Let the shepherd clear the path. He is my shepherd. When he is your shepherd and you are relying upon him, then know this first of all. And look at verse number one. It is so simple. The Lord is my shepherd. You know, the best thing about the Lord is this, is you have direct access to the Lord. You can personalize the Lord. The Lord is not putting you on hold because he wants to take care of somebody else. The, the most common thing among church members and uh, Christians is this. Well, you know, that person in the church, they're, 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 they're more important than I am. And one of the reasons why that I love our church is because I truly believe that everybody understands that you lose your last name when you walk through those doors. You lose your economic status when you walk through those doors. Whatever you are out there, you are not in here. Because there's only one in here that's all that and more, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is great, but there are churches all over the place 
that there are believers sitting in the pew and going, well, you know, God doesn't love me as much as they love them, and, and, and I have to get in line, and I have to wait behind them. Let me tell you something. That is not the case. That right now, if you say, Lord, I need you to be my shepherd, and Lord, I want to share this relationship with you. Is he just your creator? Then you have no guidance. Is he just your savior? Then you'll go to heaven. But you've still got a lot of days to live here, and you need him as your shepherd. I need him as my shepherd. I know he's the judge of the universe. I know he's the creator of all. But I need a personal shepherd that I can wrap my arms around and I can go to whenever I... I don't like going to voicemail. I don't like waiting. I don't like when I have to sit in a waiting room. And I'm going to tell you right now, when they reopen all these doctor's offices, don't tell me to come at 2 o'clock and then not see me till 5.30. How many have been there? And it's like, if you knew that, well, you know, we did that just in case. Well, I don't want to be your just in case. But you must plug into this relationship with your shepherd. I cannot stress this enough. Do you go to the Lord first when you have fear? Do you go to the Lord first when there's a problem? You see, he does not want to lead you on the outside. He wants to lead you on the inside. This is a representative psalm that is letting us know here's how a shepherd leads his sheep. But he doesn't want to do that on the outside. He wants to do that on the inside. And I don't think any believer is a victim. I believe every believer can be a victor, and there's victory in your life if you will plug into the Lord is my shepherd. He's mine. I'm not any less. I'm not inferior to anybody. And, and, and know this, know this, that at the time you don't want him to be your shepherd is the time that you are exposed to the enemies of this world. Because there's been a lot of sheep that have been devoured by Satan because they didn't let Jesus be their shepherd. I can't stress this enough. I don't want you to look at that. And in my study Bible, on that morning, I said, the Lord is Bob Gray's shepherd. I just don't want you to make it abstract. He's my shepherd. Stop looking at the Lord that he hates you. Stop looking at the Lord that he doesn't like you. The Lord is your shepherd. The second thing I want to tell you is he will lead you to good. You see, when he's your shepherd, he does not lead the sheep to the bad. He's always leading the sheep to the good. If there is bad in your life as a result of your own decision. If there is bad in my life as a result of my own decision, it is because I did not, I did not let the shepherd lead me. Outside of somebody else, being a recipient of somebody else, a, a will that's out of control, outside of, of, of me just being human, but anytime Bob Gray the second all of a sudden finds himself in a bad situation, having made a bad decision, and y'all again, straighten up your halos, I'm feeling like I'm on an island by myself. Whenever I've done that, it is because 
I did not use the shepherd to walk in this life. Because look what he said. He maketh me to lie down. Now let's talk about that. I've heard preachers say, oh, God will break your leg and make you. Yes, if it's said, the Lord is my judge. Yes, if it's said, the Lord is my chastiser. But what did it say? The Lord is my what? Shepherd. The Hebrew idiom here that circles around all this is this. The Lord, he maketh me to lie down where? In green pastures. Look at it. He leadeth me beside the what, please? It just didn't say water because water could be raging. Water could be flowing. Water can make a lot of noise. Water can scare people. I, I reject. Y'all, can I just be honest? This isn't nothing but us here. Sheep here at 8.30. I almost said the goats are coming at 11, but I better, I better not do that. Amen. Or we're going to have to hold two more services the rest of our life. But I reject any kind of a Christianity that's like you have to lay here and you know a good shepherd, a good shepherd leads you to green pastures and it makes you want to lay down. The shepherd has this unique way of leading and leading and leading. And then all of a sudden, it's like, look how green those pastures are. Look how still that water is. And then all of a sudden, you find yourself wanting to lay down. All of a sudden, you find yourself wanting to be here. Have you ever been sitting at the house and you quoted the scripture, didn't even know you did, that said, it is good for us to be here? Have you ever been someplace and, and all of a sudden you got that overwhelming feeling like, this is wonderful, that this is just wonderful? Listen to me. Please, when the Lord becomes your shepherd and you're following the leading of the Lord, you don't have to choose. You don't have to make it happen because when the Lord is your shepherd, he leads you. And then all of a sudden, you find yourself in the middle of a green pasture. You find yourself lying down by still waters. The wind is just right. The fragrances are just right. Everything's just right. Life should not be a constant turmoil. Life should not be a constant raging of the waters. And brown pastures, no. When the shepherd is looking for the best pasture for us to live in, he's looking for the best waters for us to lie down. And he does it in such a way that it sparks a desire desire on the inside and it sparks something on the inside that you say yes that's where I want to be 
my niece Allie and my nephew Caleb, um, nephew-in-law Caleb, they were down and they stayed with us. And I was asking them about, you know, hey, you got your house set up and yeah, and you got this and do you have that? And yeah, they were like, yes. And then they mentioned this bed. They said, she said, Uncle Bob, let me tell you about the bed we got. It's electric and it will raise and it will lower. And I'm sitting there going, that look on that girl's face of how comfortable it is and you can raise and watch TV and then you can go back down and it's like a recliner and, it's, and it has this cooling mattress on it and it feels like, the more she talked, when she left, I looked at Kelly and I said, come on, it's Memorial Day, we're going to the mattress store. <laughs> so we did. We walked into that mattress store and I was like, look for the remote controls lying on these beds. That's the one that we want. Do you know what I found myself doing? I found myself getting on those beds and I found myself in a mattress store looking around. And the guy walks up and he says, can I help you? Nope. I'm just enjoying myself. And it would raise up and it would raise back down. My feet would come up and then my feet would I was having the time of my life. They had talked about that stinking mattress so much that I'm like, we got to go get one of these. And while I'm laying there going up and going down and going up and going down, I said, hey, can I be your night watchman? Because I would love. Listen, Allie and Caleb talk so much about how wonderful they sleep. Nobody had to force me to go lay down. And here's the desire that your pastor has. Is that the shepherd would be so alive in your life. That when the shepherd says, let's go that way. Would you notice the word here? The word in verse number two is, he maketh me to lie down. He creates it to where I want to lie down. And he, what please, leadeth me. He doesn't shove you. He leads you. He doesn't make and force you. No, no, no. He says, look, you want that green pasture. And let me lead you because it's still, it is peaceful. When my life is full of eruption, when my life is full of drama, when my life is full of anxiety, when my life is full of problems, then I know that is not the making of the shepherd leading. That is the making of Bob leading because there is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the ends thereof are the ways of what, please? Death. So if I am in a pasture that is dying, and if I am by waters that are raging, then the Lord didn't lead me there. The Lord is my shepherd. And let me say this, that you can't look at somebody else's green pasture and still waters and think that's the pasture and that's the waters for you. Because your shepherd has your green pasture and he has your still waters. If you go to verse number three, and let me hasten, verse number three. He restoreth my what, please? Soul. 
Hey, let me tell you something. If you could plug into this relationship with your shepherd, make him your shepherd today. Thank him for creating you. Thank him for saving you. But get in there and say, shepherd, I don't know which way to go. Shepherd, I don't know where these green pastures are. Shepherd, I don't know where the still water is. Shepherd, but I'll tell you that the green pastures and the still water, guess what it does to your soul? It restores. Can I ask you a question? What has life robbed from your soul that you need God to put back in? What has life robbed from the storeroom of your soul? What, what have you done to where family or finances or health has reached into the food pantry and the storehouse and it's robbed this and it's robbed this and now you find yourself in a pasture that's dying and you find yourself in a river that's raging and you're thinking to yourself, my soul can't take any more of this. Then I beg of you, go back to the shepherd and say, would you lead me? Would you lead me to where I need to lay down and lead me to where I need to be by because I need my soul restored. I need it restored. I was cutting grass a couple of weeks ago and as I was cutting grass, that mower, oh, oh, And I was like, are you serious? Then I was irritated because Kelly didn't check the gas gauge on that lawnmower. Then I was irritated because now I got to get off all the lawnmower. I have to go get the gas tank. I got to go to my truck. I got to go down to the store. I got to get gas. I got to put the truck back. I'm more valuable than this stuff. And I got to go back and I got to put it in. Got to get back on. But you know, I was just going along not realizing that all the time I was running out. I was running out of the fuel. And sometimes you and I go and we go and then we wonder why, why all of a sudden now, why today am I just my soul? Something's wrong. The only thing that's wrong is this, is we're not relying upon the shepherd. Thank you for creating me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for heaven, but I don't need you after this. No. No, Lord, you're my shepherd. I need you to be mine. Because you'll find here, he restoreth my soul. Look at this. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. I will be honest with you. That if a life is becoming more unholy. Then it is not the shepherd leading and we need to stop spiritualizing wickedness in this country. And we need to stop putting a cross on a bottle of arsenic and saying, God will understand. Oh, my friend, when the shepherd starts leading, look at this. He's my shepherd. And when Bob Gray the second says, God, I want you to be my shepherd. God, would you guide me and would you lead me? Then guess what? He always gives me green pasture. He always gives me still waters. He's always restoring my soul. And my life becomes holier, not worldlier. My life becomes holier. And I would ask you right now, how holy is your life right now 
compared to any other time in your life. You say, well, well, pastor, that won't hurt me and that won't hurt me. Listen, the path of righteousness is a result of where you lay down at. And the path of unholiness is a result of where you lay down at. And that's a result of who is the shepherd. Keep going here. And I love this. Psalms 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley, verse 4, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Look, look at this phrase. I love this. Look at this. For thou art with me. Oh, my. Thou art what? With me. This is not a journey that you take on your own. See, see Christ is not a traffic cop. Uh, go that way. Christ is not one that he says, now here's your map, and you kind of, now, now be careful because you're going to hit a little valley right here, but hey, I'll be praying for y'all. Y'all be careful now. And it's like, that's not Christ. When he is your shepherd, no matter what the shadows are, he is there to tell you that's just a tree outside the window. That, that, that you'll be okay. What's that sound? That sound is just the air condition kicking on, sucking up the air filter. First time the kids spent the night at the house, grandkids, uh, where we moved to, first time they spent the house, night at the house, Grayson's laying there, and each of them spend their own night, and then all of them spend their night together. So we are just came off the uh, everybody spending the night together. Now we're on the grandkid rotation going all the way down. And uh, the first time Grayson, it was his night. When that air condition, dead of night, when that air condition kicked on and it sucked those air filters and it created this sound, Grayson sat up and he was like, Grandpa, what's that? And I said, that's just the air conditioner. What's that? The thing that gives us cool air. I want to see it. In the middle of the night, I had to get up and show this kid the thermometer. I had to walk him down the hallway and point up and said, there's the air filter. We had to stand there until that thing kicked back on for him to be convinced that there was no bad person in the house. Can I tell you what the Lord does for us? When you and I say, what's that? And we have this fear. Look what he says. For thou art with me. The Lord doesn't think it's craziness for you to say, hey, hey, there, there's a shadow of death right there. What is really going on? And the Lord says, well, come on, let's stand here until it all makes sense to you. You're not alone. One of the biggest fears that people have is being alone when they go through a crisis. This morning, I only had one goal in mind, and that one goal was this, make him your shepherd. Make him your shepherd. Don't let him just be your creator. Don't let him just be your savior. That took care of your beginning. The savior will take care of your eternity, but while you're walking this earth, plug in to Jesus as your shepherd, and then ask yourself, what pastures am I lying down in? What is the water like in my life? 
What is my holiness like? And then when I walk through these valleys, am I relying upon him? Because he's right there. It is easy to think you've gotten lost. It is easy to think that God doesn't care about me. He doesn't care about me at all. He cares about them, and he cares about them, and he cares about them, but he doesn't care about me. God's totally forgotten me. God's not totally forgotten you. If you're born again and you're a believer, then the Lord is your shepherd. And again, if he's not your shepherd, it is by the choice of the believer, not the heart of God. The heart of God every day comes to you with his staff, and he says, can I lead you? And how many times has a Christian said, no, no, I, I, I got this, I got this. I had it yesterday, it all worked out okay. I had it the day before, it all worked out okay. I repaired everything, I got everything done, I'm okay. I have managed the shell game of life, I'm okay. And the Lord says, well, I can lead you. Whatever you have accomplished, whatever you and I have accomplished, the Lord can accomplish much more with less trouble. Let him be your shepherd. Heavenly Father, Lord, I, I love you. I thank you for this text. Lord, you being our shepherd is only answered by the pastures 